today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Continually, we're watching with one eye uh, the case of uh, the Laura Babcock murder trial. Uh, detectives have seized evidence in search uh, for Laura Babcock are testifying in trial today uh, following cell phone pings and such sound familiar and um, trying to piece together the last moments uh, in this person's uh, life of course Mark Smith uh, Smitch and Dellen Millard charged uh, in the murder of Laura Babcock joining us now to talk about all of this give us a bit of an update Jordan Donich is with us criminal lawyer Donich Law he is with us now Jordan thanks for taking the time to join us uh, it seems that cell phone uh, technology playing an important part in this case yes and you know what Scott it's not just this case it's our lives generally okay these devices have become essentially mini spying machines, okay? And they're good and bad, okay? Good in the sense that it could, you know, perhaps exonerate you in a crime if you're not in the specific place at the specific time or be used against you in trial. How close do you have to be? How ac- well, I guess technology is as accurate as it can be. That being said, uh, how does this help paint a picture of where you are or where you were? So it it depends on what the device is used for, okay? So if you're obviously shooting out text messages, making phone calls, um, that can be traced to a specific tower. And we've actually even seen this in aviation. If if you'd recall, the Malaysia Airlines that disappeared a few Mm. years ago was pinging as well. Uh, two, you know, different types of towers, but it was it, that same technology was used to locate something. Um, so it's going to depend on the usage of the device, and of course, the nature of the communication as well. Uh, is this how accurate can this be? Uh, and by that, I mean just because you're in the area doesn't necessarily mean you commit a crime. And that's right. So um, I've battled that on several occasions, right? The police using devices to say, hey, you must have been here. You must have started this fire or done something because we have proof that your device was in this area. So you're right. The problem is it assumes the person has the device, right? That's the assumption that the person has that device. So obviously this would still just be a small piece of a large puzzle. And that's what's happening here. And again, this is what happens when you have a situation where there is no body. Right? Mm-hmm. What else do you go to? You mm-hmm. have to go to everything and anything else you can possibly find. And that's what we're dealing with here. And again, this is going to be used as another small piece of evidence to try and connect the dots. Uh, there was, in one of the uh, raps that came out uh, in testimony from Mark Smitch, he made reference to uh, the phone being in water. Do you think they'll ever find this phone? Um, well, you know, it, like anything, time erodes evidence as well. So as time progresses, it will be more and more difficult to recover anything. So, I mean, could it be found? Yes. And then even if it is found, the question is what's recoverable? Uh, So we've talked before about trying to prosecute without a body. Doesn't necessarily mean that this is, uh, it's certainly more difficult, but certainly not impossible, is it? That's right. And we've, yeah, we've talked about this before. And there are, there have been studies uh, throughout North America that support a high conviction rate, even though there is no body. And, and you want that, right? You don't want to incentivize bad people or murderers uh, to just find better ways to dispose of a body, 
you know, in the hopes of not having a conviction at the end. So the stats are there, and yes, they do support the fact that uh, even though there's no body, the police can still convict you of murder. Talk a little bit about how this uh, cell phone evidence is presented in court. It was quite fascinating listening to uh, the police talk about how uh, they had... uh, Cal- uh, gathered this information and then put it through software in order to make almost like a presentation of where this person was. Yeah, so typically the way that evidence comes in is through an expert, okay, whether it's from the telecommunication provider or an expert the police have. And they will essentially, that expert will try to testify to the uh, accuracy of that information, okay. Um, and then what, what a lot of times happens is the defense will call their own expert. And that expert will perhaps raise a doubt with respect to accuracy. And then you have something called the battle of the experts. Uh, so, and then ultimately a trier of fact or a jury will determine, you know, perhaps how reliable and how credible that information is. In this case, it would be cell phone data. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.